Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I count down the top 10 first issues debuting this week on New Comic Book Day. So you know what to get when you walk into your local comic shops. Tell them VM Campos sent you. This is episode number 282 for Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. Spoiler alert, there will be spoilers. So you're encouraged to buy the books yourself and get the full story. Now let's talk about the comics. Number 10 from Titan Comics, I've picked Michael Moorcock's Elric, Dreaming City. This is written by Julian Blondell, art by Julian Taylor, and cover art by Mike Mignola. What? Mignola's doing a cover for a non-Dark Horse book? Unfathomable. But I'm totally here for it because I love his mannered style. Anyway, this is a gorgeous comic adaptation of Moorcock's world-renowned cult fantasy saga. Elric of Melbonet is exiled from his home and cursed to walk the land under the influence of the god of chaos, Ariok. With his sword, Stormbringer, Elric must find his way through the unknown. This is the first time that Moorcock's novels have been fully adapted in chronological order. So if you're a fan of that fantasy author, here's a comic book adaptation that you're sure to enjoy. Interior art is epic in the fullest sense of the term, where we've got double splash pages, a whole armada at sea, huge dragons bearing down on a city, and the din of battle above it all. I personally have a passing knowledge of Elric, so I can't wait to check out this comic and learn more. What about you? Have you read any of the Moorcock novels, the Elric novels? Tell me about it in the comments. Number nine on the list is totally out of left field from Binge Books, which I've never heard of, so is this their first book? It's The Heroes Union, number one. The 21st century's greatest heroes. 68 pages of awesome. Now follow me on this. When it comes to now create the outdoor cosmic, half the universe celebrates her genius, the other half cowers before her world-shattering power. And the only ones who can stop her are Earth's foremost superhero group, the Heroes Union. Here's a powerful lineup of legendary creators. Roger Stern, who's worked on The Avengers and more. Ron Friends, who's worked on Thor and more. And Sal Bushima, who's worked on Captain America and more. Unite to chronicle the adventures of a marvelous... Haha, <laughs> I see what they did there. New generation of heroes in a cosmic epic bursting with so many breathtaking twists and thrills, it should probably come with seatbelts. This 68-page standalone story introduces all new 21st century heroes in an exciting square-bound binge book format. So as I said, I don't know too much about this company. I'm assuming they're a newer publisher. And they are a binge-worthy comic. At only $4.99, you get 68 pages? What? That's a way better rate than what the big two are giving us. And with three big names doing things how they want, you can't go wrong. Number 8 on the list takes us over to Red 5 Comics and The Box, number 1. Written by Joshua Starnes and art by Raymond Estrada. Leo Bloom is a private detective. His partner is a box. A magic box from which he can take whatever he can imagine, some of the time. But when he's framed for the kidnapping of a prominent scholar, 
Leo suspects a plot to take his prized possession from him. Can he find out before either the police or the mafia find him? So in the preview art we get over at Previews World, this issue one of four really reminds me of like the X-Files comics of the 90s. The Charles Adlard artwork from back in that time over at Topps Comics. That was the only comic that really went very far for Topps. I don't want to digress too far, but that's where you can find Zorro Comics, Lady Rawhide, Jurassic Park. But anyway, this story mixes fantasy plus crime and a whodunit mystery. Red 5 Comics really does a variety of stories that are off the beaten path, and here's another one to check out. How many Red 5 Comics have you read before? Tell me about it in the comments. Another indie publisher that I like a lot is Aftershock Comics, and this week I'm picking God of Tremors, written by Peter written by Peter Milligan and art by Piotr Kowalski. A 19th century gothic horror of exorcism, demonic worship, and epilepsy? When Aubrey has his first seizure, he's pulled out of school and hidden away in the family's remote country estate. His father, a high-ranking English priest, tries to chase the devil out of Aubrey. But maybe the devil lurks in the grotesque pagan effigy that dwells on the grounds, and maybe the evil will turn out to be Aubrey's only ally. This comic springs from the fertile imagination of award-winning writer Peter Milligan, who previously worked on Out of Body, Shade the Changing Man, and X-Force, with illustrations of Pyotr Kowalski, who worked on Join the Future and Sex. I like Kowalski's art. It's very detailed. It's almost Gustave Doré style with many lines hatching and cross-hatching to give form to the line work. And the cover is very evocative. It's these hands reaching out through the trees chasing the main character, Aubrey. So when you combine gothic horror, exorcism, and demonic worship, I'm sold. At number six, we go over to Dark Horse Comics with Killer Queens number one of four. And I picked the Jen Bartel cover, but all the covers are pretty cool. Written by David Boer and interior art by Claudia Balboni. Meet Max and Alex, reformed intergalactic assassins for hire, on the run, also super gay. Their former boss, a fluffy monkey with a jetpack, is hot on their trail to take back his stolen ship. They gotta eat so they take a mission from Alex's old flame. It's your standard no-kill casualty-free kidnapping recovery from a nearby moon. The only complication is that half the moon is ruled by a fascist dictator hostile to foreigners. They're the killer queens, so what could possibly go wrong? In this comic, we join rising star David Boer, who previously worked on Kanto and Alien Bounty Hunter, and an all-LGBTQIA plus creative team as they tackle issues of love, xenophobia, and the terror of fascist dictatorships in this hilarious sci-fi epic. So one of the many things that I love about comics is that they can give voice to many perspectives and mix real-world issues with fantastical concepts. I really like the subtitle of this, Putting the Sass in Assassin. And once again, I'm going with the Jen Bartel cover. I really like her artwork. Her style, this gives me real, like, a uh, Buck Rogers vibe. So that's the one I'm picking up. Next up, at Marvel Comics, they've got a brand new property to play with. Warhammer 40k, Sisters of Battle. Written by Torun Gronbeck, and art by Edgar Salazar. Now, apologies on these names. I don't really play uh, 40k, but I love comic book adaptations of things, so I'll give it a shot. 
survive the grim darkness of the future with the Sisters of Battle. A squad of Adeptus Sororitas led by Canoness Veridian arrive on planet Sisia to retrieve a lost inquisitorial acolyte and put down a heretical uprising. As Novitiate Gita's first mission with her order gets underway, what should be an easy mission turns into something much worse, as an unknown force deep within the subterranean city of the planet rears its ugly head. This is marked with parental advisory because there is a lot of violence from the preview pages that were given. And in those preview pages, I definitely get a sense of this rich world. Again, I don't have much experience with Warhammer 40k, but I do with comics, and I'll gladly add another first issue to my reading list. Have you ever played 40k? Uh, interacted with any of the other Warhammer 40k properties? Tell me about it in the comments. Image Comics gives us a second chance with their new comic, Second Chances. Number one. This is written by Ricky Mamone and art by Max Bertolini. Second Chances Hotline, call now and get a new identity. All you need is some cash, a proper referral, and a very good reason to start over. When LeBlanc, the man behind the hotline, is approached by a shady figure from his past, he's forced to accept a new client who doesn't meet any of their requirements. It's a client with chemically induced amnesia in desperate need of protection. We have up-and-coming writer Ricky Mamone, and artist Max Bertolini, who worked on The Witcher and Nathan Ever, who explode into the scene with a psychedelic action-packed bizarre noir that feels like John Wick punching through an existential French New Wave fever dream. The cover is amazing, it really stands out. It's black and white with splashes of red. The title of the comic is in a sort of neon sign, a glowing neon sign style, very cool. The main character looks so badass, smoking, with a cool jacket, accents of red, and some sort of demon thing in the background. The interior art from the preview that we get is also very cool. Cool panel layout, realistic anatomy, lots of action, completely black and white. This is a perfect cinematic comic. Lots to look at and take in. And I like how they, how they couch it. Once again, it's a John Wick plus French New Wave. A match made in heaven or hell. Number three. This comic is totally a mood. From Boom Studios, we have Eat the Rich, number one of five. Written by Sarah Gailey, art by Pius Vach, and I'm going with a Jenny Frizen variant cover. What unspeakable horror eats away at the heart of Crestfall Bluffs? With law school and her whole life ahead of her, Joey plans to summer with her boyfriend, Aster, in his seemingly perfect hometown of Crystal Bluffs. Beneath the affluent perfection lies a dark, deadly rot. Will Joey discover the truth before it's too late? And if she does, can she survive to tell the tale? This is a bold, horrifying psychological thriller from Hugo award-winning author Sarah Gailey, who previously worked on The Echo Wife and Magic for Liars, with artist Pius Bach, who worked on Firefly and The Magicians. This should be a perfect fit for fans of Stillwater and Nailbiter. Now the Jenny Frizen cover is, is very realistic with her sort of still cartoony style. And the interior art preview that we get shows that as a much more cartoony style. In the pages that we get, we have this, we have this dusk scene of the uh, main characters driving along, great perspectives, great colors, very interesting panel layouts, giving us a sense of time and emotion. For example, a, a foreboding nature to it all. And with a comic named Eat the Rich, 
you should be pretty intrigued to read it. Number two on the list is a one-shot. Over at DC Comics, Batman Secret Files Clown Hunter number one one-shot, written by Ed Brisson and art by Rosie Camp. Clown Hunter's brutal mission to hunt down all the clowns from the Joker War continues. So he's named Clown Hunter because he hunts clowns and he's good at clown hunting. The untrained but focused vigilante stalks a boss-level clown, but his luck might be running out as he walks into an ambush set by Punchline, everyone's favorite new DC character. In a horrific parallel to his days at Gotham Academy, I never read Gotham Academy, but what about you? I was always kind of interested in it, but I never read it. If you read it, tell me about it in the comments. Anyway, Clown Hunter finds himself overwhelmed and outgunned, just the type of odds he likes. Really? Always? Anyway, that's number two on the list. It's a one-shot. Read it and enjoy it. Number one on the list is a Marvel comic, an X-Men title with a Peach Momoko cover. We've got X-Men The Trial of Magneto number one of five. Written by Leah Williams, art by Lucas Werneck. And again, Peach Momoko variant cover. There's about a thousand of them. I went with the Momoko cover. What's this about? It's the story that will shake Krakoa to its core. A horrific murder, a shocking revelation, a trial that will divide the new mutant nation. Leah Williams and Valerio Shiti bring you a new epic that, that threatens the reign of X and will upend the world of mutants. The truth is hidden, the danger is far from over, and the trial has begun. So spoiler alert, the Scarlet Witch is dead. It's not a spoiler, it's right on the cover, the, one of the other covers, the main cover. The main suspect is Magneto, but how could that be? She's his adopted daughter. Well, perhaps some uh, shapeshifters or something are to blame, or mental projection power people, who knows? You've got to read the story to find out, and it picks off right off after the shocking conclusion of the previous title, where the Scarlet Witch is murdered, or is she? We have five issues to find out what happens. And so my number one pick for this week is The X-Men Trial of Magneto, number one. And that was my list for this week. What did you think? What are you picking up? What did I miss? What number one issues are you reading? What ongoing titles are you reading? Tell me about it in the comments. Is there a comic or two that interests you? Tell me about it in the comments. Don't forget to check out my YouTube, youtube.com slash vmcampos, where I publish comic book related videos just about every week. Books on top 10 lists, deep dives on first issues, cool variant covers, comic hauls, giveaways, and all that good stuff. If you really enjoy my content, consider joining the VMC crew and pledging starting at 99 cents a month, either at YouTube or the Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. If you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply like, comment, share, subscribe, ring the bell, battle the Minotaur, do all that good stuff. I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell me what you thought about this week's comics. I'm always on the lookout for some great titles. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.